Today's episode of the RiderFlex podcast is sponsored by our friends at Colorado Startups. Their mission is to connect startups with needed capital and talent to build industry-changing companies in Colorado. They are the largest online community of founders in the state and a great resource for local entrepreneurs building a big company. On today's episode of the RiderFlex podcast, we have guest Rylan Stone. He's the founder of Mediops, a transport services company in the hospital and healthcare space based in Colorado. Rylan Stone on the Rider Flex podcast. How you doing, Rylan? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing just fine. I know your aunt, Joe Stone, good friend of mine. <laughs> nice of her to introduce us. Yeah, for sure. Looks like you've uh, started your own business. I'm, I'm curious to get into it, but before we do, why don't you just give us a little background about Ryland personally, where you grew up, where, you know, where you're from, give us a little family stuff first. Okay. Well, yeah, I grew up in Parker, Colorado, been here my whole life. Uh, Colorado is a great state. I absolutely love it. Wouldn't live really anywhere else. Maybe right. Oregon, just cause we don't have any coast. Um, but other than that, I've lived here my whole life. It's been a blast and, yeah, pretty basic family. Your brothers, sisters? Yeah, I got two brothers, uh, Quentin and Landon. They're pretty cool. Landon okay. and I are tight. Okay. All right. What'd your folks do? Uh, so my mom was an MD. She was a primary care physician for a long time. Uh, she's still doing it. And now she's kind of uh, branching into cosmetics. Uh, and then my dad worked with her for a long time doing their office and kind of managing that practice for her. And then now he's doing a whole bunch of fix and flip houses. So that's where the, uh, the whole healthcare and all that stuff comes into play. That's the, that's your tie to it right there. Yeah. It was kind of funny. The, when I was growing up, I was never interested in healthcare. I was very adamant that I did not want to get into it. Um, <laughs> just kind of seeing the back end of it was never, ever interested in anything healthcare. And then one day I went to a little career fair at school and I got in with Littleton Fire Rescue and here in Colorado and went and did a teen academy mm. and learned more about fire rescue. Really loved that, loved athletics and eventually went, oh, well, to be a firefighter, you have to be a paramedic. So then kind of went into that and figured out I actually did really enjoy it. So that was kind of the intro for me. It wasn't necessarily my mom. Okay. So you went to CU, I mean, CSU, right? Uh, I'm going to... Colorado Early Colleges. That was the high school I went to. And then currently I'm enrolled at ASU. So you're still working on your bachelor's? I sure am. Okay. Oh, you switched schools a couple of times. Yeah, I did concurrent enrollment through high school. So I went CSU Pueblo during high school and also ACC, so Arapahoe Community College to get certain prerequisites in my associates during high school so that I could have less college that I actually had to pay for. Mm, mm, gotcha. Okay. So th tell me how you got this entrepreneurial bug and, and how, you know, Mediops uh, came yeah. about. Tell, tell us the story. Yeah. So again, I'm very young, kind of going through our pre-questions there. It was funny. The, one of the questions was asking for a 21 year old self, what would your question be? I'm like, well, I'm only 20. So, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> started when I was just in high school, I wanted to have enough money to fund my hobbies and kind of what I enjoyed doing. Okay. Uh, and that was either sports or something called falconry, which is training birds of prey to hunt. So wow. actually how, how did that become a hobby? 
Yeah, so that I actually learned about it at nine. This kind of became my whole world was this falconry endeavor. I read a book called My Side of the Mountain, which is this story that every young boy is just fascinated with because it's a story where this guy kind of goes out on his own with 50 bucks in his pockets or in his pocket and lives in a tree. And he actually traps a peregrine falcon, which is the fastest raptor on the planet. And he trains a ton of ducks for him. And that's how he feeds himself. Um, so that was really fascinating and just absolutely loved it. And eventually saw someone that was doing it, got connected with them. And it's a whole regulation process through federal and state regulation to do this. Wow. wow. Uh, so I kind of got into that, finally got licensed at 12. And then there's different classes, but to kind of admit most of that, I wanted to fly that Peregrine Falcon. Um, As a first time person doing this, you can't fly those birds. So I was like, I want to fly one. I finally got enough experience where I was allowed to. Mm. And I wanted to purchase one from a breeder. And I needed $1,200 to buy this bird. Mm -hmm. And as a 15, 16 year old kid, it's like, well, do I get a car? Do I get a bird? Where am I going to get this money from? Um, I was like, I got to figure out something. I kind of worked for my parents doing cleaning and little bits like that at their office, janitorial stuff. Uh, But it never paid enough where it was like, I can go buy a Falcon. So I started a scrap metal recycling business. Oh, really? Because I was like, hey, I can make enough money, kind of flip it, post an ad on Craigslist. Hey, I'll come pick up your stuff. I'd go pick it up and then take it to the recycling center and they'd cut me a check for it. Um, So that was enough to at least fund any of my falconry endeavors. How about So that kind of gave me the quick in going, wow, I really like working for myself and like the ah. profit margin, just kind of seeing that realm um, I see. I see. a little bit more in depth really pushed me to start all that. Okay. So there, there there's the early entrepreneurial spirit. All right. How, yeah. how was, how was Mediops created? Yeah. So after high school, I did that teen Academy with Littleton fire rescue. I then during high school, went and got my EMT. So I went to a whole bunch of courses, actually got my EMT certification, national registration. And then I got a job in Denver working on an ambulance. So I was working for them for about a year. As a paramedic. Now you're like one of the, you're you're one of the guys that saves people. Yeah, I was an EMT. Don't give me a promotion here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Are you the guy that like somebody's having a heart attack, you pull up in the ambulance and you Yep. You're that guy. Okay. All right, cool. Yep. Go ahead. So you're doing that. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So I was working on that and I worked, so it was a private ambulance company. So we did emergency and then non-emergency IFT. So inter-facility transports. Okay. So those are like critical care transports, neonatal stuff, anything that requires a really high level of care for transportation from let's say a lower level hospital to a higher level. I see. So I was doing a lot of that. And then with some of the emergencies for nursing homes, that was kind of our main clientele. These nurses would call the dispatch center for the ambulance company I worked for. And if we didn't have enough ambulances available, they were actually turning away business. So they'd say, hey, we can't get an ambulance over there in time. You have to call somebody else. And they never really gave many references. It was just really weird. Who did they call? Um, Who did they call? They would just go on Google and just say different ambulance company. And they wow. try to find another one um, if they didn't need 911 because it's significantly cheaper and there's a whole bunch of different factors that go into private ambulance versus 911 for a lot of the mm-hmm. skilled nursing facilities. I see. Okay. Yeah. But it was really weird. I didn't like that they were turning away a lot of that business. It just didn't seem 
to fit well. The nurses were really frustrated. They're trying to schedule these transportation for someone who, let's say, is having chest pain, and the nearest ambulance is 35 to 40 minutes out, and they don't even know what company that might be. They might have to call three or four different ambulance companies to actually get that to work. Mm. So what I originally started was a business that was not necessarily brokering, but managing the transportation for those ambulances. So I created MediOps to do exactly that. A transportation management organization is kind of what I call it. So we would have a nurse or transportation coordinator call us, and then our dispatchers would schedule that transportation. And then through our operators, we would actually kind of link their schedules and say, hey, we know that we have this ambulance company available if the call comes in at 1 p.m in this area. So we would then activate them. We know that they're available and then we'd activate that crew to go to that call. So it shortened the response time. That nurse isn't having to deal with a whole bunch of calling a whole bunch of different companies. And that's how that started. And then we branched into a lot of wheelchair transport, stretcher transport, and so on for different medical transportation. Well, who's paying you? I don't, what's, what's the business model? How, who, who's your client, so to speak? Yeah. So we, do cash pay for the facilities. So if it's an emergency and it's an emergency ambulance, that gets billed directly to insurance. Otherwise, we're billing the facility directly. So if it's a scheduled appointment for, let's say, a bariatric patient, and they need to go on a stretcher due to osteoporosis or some sort of medical condition that they can't walk or can't stand or need oxygen administration, then they get a stretcher or an ambulance, BLS crew, ALS crew, to transport that patient and actually wait with them at the doctor's appointment. And those are billed directly to the facility. Okay. So, so in layman's terms, I want to make sure I understand. If I'm at a facility, I can call you and you can find me the, the ambulance or the vehicle to come pick up what, what I need picked up, whether it's a person or whatever, you can take care of it for me. Yeah, we know exactly what operators we need to contact, whether it be an organ, a patient, or just a flight crew. We kind of have all those connections and just do it for you. So it takes the hassle and stress off of you guys. Mm, mm. And, and do I pay you like a monthly subscription? Do I pay you per phone call? How, how does that work? So we actually charge the ambulance companies as a lead referral. So the cost to the client is the exact same as it would be if they contacted the actual ambulance company. So we do a referral fee and lead generation for those ambulance companies or wheelchair ah, transportation. Ah, I see. I see. Okay, very good. You don't own the vehicles. You don't own the ambulance. You don't, you're, you're just the guy that connects. You, you connect the two. Yep, exactly. Okay, how many employees you got? So right now, employees, I guess 1099s don't count. The only well, employee would be myself. <laughs> How many 1099s you got? We have over 40. Wow. So you got 40 contractors. And, wh and what are those folks doing? Are they answering the phone? Are they routing phone calls? What, 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 are they, what are you doing with these contractors? Yeah, so some of them are dispatchers. So they answer phone calls, coordinate those calls as our dispatchers. And then we also have a courier side of the business, which transports organs and blood. And those are also all independent contractors, very similar to ride sharing like Lyft or Uber. Wow. So you're managing that many contractors. Okay. Uh, what can you, can, how big is the business? I mean, can you talk about uh, this? You're, you know, you've been alive for what, two years now, one year, how, how, the business two years old. Yeah. yeah. So about two years. Um, we're only right now in Denver Metro and 
calls that originate from Denver Metro, I guess is the best way to say that. So we will have calls that end up going out to, let's say Brighton, all the way to Holyoke, Colorado. And since they originate in Denver, we consider that one of our like base hubs. So if a call originates in Denver, it's ours, but currently on Denver. Uh, how much, uh, so the startup expense to get this going, was there, was that, I guess that was in the software and did you bootstrap that? Did you raise cash for it? How'd you do that? 100% bootstrap. So originally when I was starting it, I was still working on an ambulance. So I was still working for this company doing 24 to 48 hour shifts okay. and just staffing people to kind of do that on the back end. So I'm raising capital to then pay whoever's working and then hopefully making enough to kind of break even and build that infrastructure to eventually grow. From are, you, are you breaking even now? Or are you burning cash still? No, we're fully profitable. You're profitable. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. And are you, is this a multi-million dollar business? Can you talk about the, <laughs> the revenue or no? I wish. Um, I can't talk too much into it. We're still kind of talking about um, investment from a couple different people. So I don't want to get too specific on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. we're hundred thousand plus. What about the competition? I mean, I can't believe somebody wasn't doing this before. And how do you protect yourself there? So most of it is just connections, trying to build those connections and contracts with those facilities. The Who's doing that? Is that, you? Are you, is that you? Are you the relationship guy? Yeah, it's BizDev, all me. Um, but yeah, so I'm going out to these facilities and just trying to build those relationships with those managers as well as working on the back end. Now that we've kind of had the connections for those phone calls, we're working on actual software. So that is scheduling software. So now those mm. people aren't actually having to have a phone call. They can mm. schedule directly through our website, get instant quotes, which was just never possible. Ambulance companies never did that. They never invested the time in actually organizing a price chart. So for last minute calls, they could jack it up 50% at most. And you're kind of getting ripped off on that because it was a last minute thing because you don't have leverage with them. Mm. We have a little bit more leverage with those companies to say, hey, we want to sign a contract with you and let's say, what's your base rate? You have to put it in writing and that's what you're going to charge us. So by doing that, we can actually provide instant quotes for any of our clients up front. They know what it's going to be and you're only getting charged that. There's no hidden fees, no surprise charges of, oh, well, we waited for five extra minutes and that's $100 a minute because we were waiting. That's what was kind of happening previously. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, protecting ourselves to try to not run around too much here building that software, scheduling software and the systems in place to continually do that and perfect that process. Are you, is, are you planning on taking this nationwide? Or are you going to focus on Colorado? Yeah, the plan is to continue to expand throughout the United States. Currently we are in a little bit of Arizona as well as Washington. I know it's kind of odd. Um, and California, we did a couple calls out of San Diego recently. Um, so kind of branching out very slowly. Those are mainly organic leads. We're not pursuing those markets directly. Are, are there competitors in those areas already? No, it's just us. I cannot find a whole bunch of competition. There is one out in Pennsylvania that is doing something similar, but it's mainly to the direct consumer or patient as opposed to an organization. And mm. we're very tailored to that organization, ambulance companies, and a little bit of the private sector for those individual patients, but mainly the organizations. So, so what's the plan? Is the plan to go nation, raise some cash, put some more money into technology, go nationwide? What, what's the plan for, for Ryland? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to make it across the United States, managing a whole bunch of transportation and 
grow it from there and just at least make things simpler and easier and way more cost effective than they ever have been. Is this, are you paying yourself? I am a good chunk. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're making money personally. You got some income coming in here. It's, yep. it's, it's supporting you. Yep. Good man. Good. Congratulations. How are you getting away with having so many contractors and not having any employees? I mean, don't, don't you have to eventually turn them into employees? How are you doing that? Yeah, eventually we will. Uh, currently with the structure, it's not necessary. Um, okay. The dispatchers will eventually with the next couple months be full employees. The independent contractors are all commission paid. So they answer a phone call. They then get paid for that. So if a call comes through, it actually rings all of those dispatchers at once. Whoever answers that phone call will get that commission. Same for the drivers that are doing career operations and then the ambulances obviously paid as 1092. Okay. How can, why does your LinkedIn profile say director of operations? Why didn't it say co-founder co and CEO? I'm curious. Yeah, because I am, I just don't like that title. I think especially with my age with business development when I was trying to start it no one would take me seriously so I started it when I was 19 if you have a 19 year old come into your office and say hey I want to have you sign a hundred thousand dollar contract with us you're like what you're 19 there's no way we're gonna do that so I'd say hey I'm the director of operations and I have a whole bunch of name badges one says courier one says organ transport one says <laughs> I have a whole bunch of these because I'm like well I Play the liability off, I guess. So someone asks me a question and I'm not sure. Hey, I'll go figure it out. I got to ask someone. And then I can kind of coordinate with our team and get a better answer for them without being kind of put on the spot. If that makes wow. Sense. Okay. All right. I love that. All right. Very, very good. I was wondering what your strategy was there. Because I was, I was looking yeah. online. I'm like, what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, even, even on the website, you don't, you don't, there's nothing about the team. There's nothing about you on the website. None of that. Nope, it's trying to I try to keep most of that private so we can either have the turnover and then build that brand. So they're looking at the brand instead of directly the team of it and saying, hey, well, Rylan was involved with this. We know him personally. We want to build the brand through me, if that makes sense. So I'm building that brand first and foremost. Mm, good for you. And you have not taken on cash. Did you borrow any money from your parents to get this thing going? Uh, originally, I did take a loan from my dad for like $6,000 because I had to fix a car engine. I had an engine blow out on me and it was one of our my only emergency vehicle. So I needed to get that fixed, but that's been paid back and we're kind of good now. So, so you own 100% of the company today. You haven't had to, you know, nobody else has actually sure do. Yep. Just me. How about that? Good for you, man. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's been the toughest part so far for you? Uh, I kind of mentioned earlier, I would say my age earlier was the toughest part, just trying to be taken seriously. I think I do try to show a little bit of confidence in that and put confidence into those clients, which helps. Um, and again, those little roundabout ways of, oh, I'm the director of operations. Oh, I'm our sales manager. Just saying those things. They're like, oh, someone else is in charge. So it's, it's not just you. Um, <laughs> and, and that's helped a lot. So yeah, I would say age was probably the most difficult challenge to kind of get through. Okay. All right. Very good. And, and if you were going to give some advice to another super young entrepreneur that wanted to start a business based on what you've learned so far, what would you tell them? Just have some grit. Don't take anything personally. Um, push through things, have a good team around you, good people around you that you know you trust and that are going to support you. Um, try not to listen to any of the haters. They're always going to be there. <laughs> 
Yeah, you had to deal with friends, family telling you, yeah, this is dumb, this is not going to work, blah, 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 all the rest of it. Yeah, so when I was working, this is actually a funny story, and I don't know the legality of actually sharing it, but for that ambulance company I was working for, I ended up getting fired from it because of my business, because I was ah. taking his contracts. He was seeing that we were actually trying to give him calls, and he's like, oh my gosh, you're going to charge us a fee for this, but you're my employee, and he didn't like that, and took ah. it personally, and I ended up getting fired from that job, but then we kind of ran with it and the relationships I built from it were far surpassed what he had with him. So we kind of, did you call it? Did you, did you call him now and say, Hey bro, you need, you need a job. I got my own company over here. I can make you (laughs) my, my employee. (laughs) I've taken some of their dispatchers. Yeah. Have Um, you? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Good, Um, good. That's cool. Okay, good for you, man. Uh, and are your parents involved, or are they just advisors? Or you, you, you like you call your dad for advice on this stuff, or you, or you know more than he does now about running the business? <laughs> yeah, definitely advice. He and my aunt Joe, they're awesome. Like huge wealth of knowledge for that. Um, they're always willing to help me on anything, especially any little question, even connections. They got a lot more than me, and I, I really do appreciate the help on any of that. Okay, give it. Give us a little pitch here. Pretend like there's somebody listening that might need your service. Give us the. Give us the elevator pitch. Tell the tell the folks how to find you, how to sign up. Go for it. Yeah. So MediOps is a transportation management organization. So we manage any sort of NEMT, so non-emergent medical transportation, as well as emergent medical transportation for specimens, as well as organs and patients. So if you are a transportation manager, all the way to a private pay patient. We will coordinate the transportation for you, guaranteeing the most cost-effective price with an operator that we actually know and trust, so you're not getting ripped off. We know their policies in place that they have to operate correctly. So you're not getting someone who can't speak English. We kind of have that list. If they don't meet that criteria, they can. As well as insurance, they have to meet certain insurance criteria before we'll ever contract with them. So you know you're getting a reliable service as well as a cost-effective price. Um, We also handle all of the confirmation. So if you want to confirm transportation, a lot of times nurses get backlogged. They're dealing with other patients. They can't call to confirm transportation. We handle all of those for you. So we make sure the patient's still going, make sure the doctor is still available, make sure that the transportation is still going to actually be there on time. We also do that throughout the day of transportation. So you're not going to get billed for any late fees. We handle late fees if they're ever applied. If you ever get charged a late fee, we cover it. So you kind of give us the liability by having the security of working with us. Hope I said mm-hmm. that right. How do I find you? Is it, so the, the website is Mediops, Medi, M-E-D-I-Ops.com, Mediops.com. Yep, yes, yeah, so you can go to Mediops.com or without the dash, we own both of them. Oh, um, okay. You can, just, you can just Google us or just give us a call. The phone number's on that website and on Google. We'll be happy to help you. You can also schedule transportation through the website. Very good. Congratulations on getting it to this point, my friend. Awesome job. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, really awesome job. I, pre- I, I appreciate you being on the show, sharing your story. You know, it takes guts to be an entrepreneur, but man, 19 years old. Are you kidding me? You're, you're, having, to, you're having to learn as you kind of move along here, right? Because you're, you're, you're learning how to be CEO. You're learning how to manage people yep. while running the company, uh, you know. And you don't have any debt, no, no debt on the books right now. Nothing right now, no. You're profitable, so you cash flow positive. You own a hundred percent. You own a hundred percent of the business. You don't have any debt. You're paying yourself, and it's a growing business. I mean, 
You're making it look too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Only from the outside. Especially if you look at me during the middle of the night, I'm answering calls at 1 a.m. <laughs> ah, yeah, gotcha. So uh, there's, uh. there's times where you're like, oh, so you slept none. Yes. <laughs> but it's what it takes. And hopefully that's what we're looking for a cash investment to grow that and actually be able to expand have, more quickly. Have you pitched for cash yet? Have you done a, Have you done an official pitch for cash? We're in the process, I should say. You got your deck built. You got all that. You're practicing your, yep. your, your speech. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Very good. I see you got your, 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 uh, logo shirt on there. Oh. Right. <laughs> Is that, how'd you come up with the logo? Uh, kind of random. I was just thinking I need something that shows medicine. So heart. And then if you actually look through it, there is the EKG on it. Ah, uh, okay. So that's what the line is on it. And then just Mediops just trying to come up with names. It's truly just writing things down on a piece of paper, finding something that works and Hey, domain names available. Um, originally when we did it, the domain name was that hyphen. So M E D I hyphen OPS. We bought that one and I started building the business. Uh, the one without the hyphen was available, but for $8,000, I didn't have eight grand, uh, but turned out mm, six months later, they actually gave it up. So we bought it for 12 bucks. How about that? Oh, very yeah. good. Very good. You know, now when you take on this cash, that's a whole different, you know, th then you're entering a whole new world, my friend, when yes. you start raising cash and all that, that stuff, you know, Joe, your, your aunt Joe will be able to help you a bunch with that and some other She's people. been awesome. Yeah, she's a wizard with Excel and a whole bunch of different things she's been helping with. So. Maintain, maintain control as long as you can, of course. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> when you start hiring people and needing talent, I know this really cool recruiting firm called RiderFlex oh, that, you probably should, that you probably should call and, and they, can, <laughs> they, like can help, they can help you staff up your company. <laughs> that great. Uh, Ryland, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to hit that little bell next to the subscribe button so you can be notified when we release a new episode. Our show features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get information on the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.